friends, welcome to Clickbait and Cauldrons, an actual play D&D podcast. We're doing something a little different this week by having a short talk about what's next for Clickbait and Cauldrons. Uh, I am actually your host today. My name is Bryn Jones, and I am here with your DM extraordinaire, Michael Alicote. How you doing, Michael? I'm doing great. It's a lovely to be here. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Thank you for coming to my recording studio. Of course. Definitely a recording studio. Definitely not two rooms in a in the same apartment, just in different rooms. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So next for us, we just wrapped up I Spire Peak. Yes. Well, and... we wrapped we've recorded that a while ago, but yes. Yeah, we did that quite a while ago, but uh now the audience has just finished our adventure in I Spire Peak. Exactly. And we have started, we're, what, 10 sessions at time of recording this? We're like 10 sessions into? Uh, I think 11 or 12, actually. Uh, we're pretty deep in. 12. <laughs> I just, I record them by the date. I, I lost track of numbers. I do as well. <laughs> uh, we're 12-ish sessions into our next project. Michael, do you want to tell us a little bit? about what the next thing is our audience is going to see from us absolutely so um next coming up is our um is a homebrew campaign that was created by me um called the solari chronicles um it um it might have a different name down the line but that's kind of the name we're going with it right now um it's this kind of dark um more modern take on D. &D. um and like i would say bryn you can also talk on this too a little bit since we've been playing it for now 10 months you have a pretty good feeling of the world um well not 10 months oh 10 oh yes 10 sessions not 10 months (laughs) um you've played quite a bit in the world though so it's um Hmm. the way i want to describe it is is that uh it starts off in a world where there's only kind of traditionally humanoid creatures um so there's no orcs there's no dragonborn there's no um goblins kobolds anything like that um so you only got half like uh elves and humans and uh tieflings and stuff halflings and exactly yeah it's kind of the traditionally um friendly folk i guess um from like uh lord of the rings uh any any of the characters in Lord of the Rings you would you would expect to also be in this same world. Um, yeah, yeah, those fellowship types. Yeah, exactly. Um, the uh, where because all of the monster monstrous ish races have been kind of uh, persecuted against for um, a number of years and have since um not been seen in probably over a century or so to the general public um and i don't want to give too much away because that then kind of give uh, if i do any more it'll give away kind of the whole plot of the of the thing but suffice it to say there might be some monsters in the campaign <laughs> um i don't know how else to describe it uh is that i guess i could read what i wrote you guys originally right yeah sure absolutely Um, i think that's a great i think that you've given now a great description of the world and i think reading what you sent to us can help give people a little bit more of a context to the pcs that they'd be seeing absolutely so 
Um, this is kind of the first blurb that I uh, texted to everybody. I don't know if I texted it or sent it through Discord or something like that. But uh, my first blurb was, you all just graduated from Marigold University. Go Manticores! Graduating in the top of your class at, a, at an adventuring school was no easy feat. And that leaves you all some time to relax before you have to go on to your full-time jobs, whether that be as adventurers or as assistants and interns to more well-known adventuring parties. In an attempt to get away from some of the action that surrounds your everyday lives, you have all decided to go on a week-long trip out in nature. You have a small cabin booked on Air Elemental B&B and are ready to relax, maybe train a little, and definitely take in the sights of Mountain View State Park. The park is known for its incredible views, fun activities, as well as some interesting geological activity, if that's what interests you. And that was kind of everything um, everything that the PCs had before we got um, into the actual sessions, um, which we started recording in September. Um, and now we have a, a decent amount under our belt. Um, which is nice that we have that because, you know. What with everyone's schedules, we can't exactly you meet know, every week. <laughs> turn these guys wish... out super regularly, yeah. so we had to get a little bit of a backlog before we could start putting right. them out. Um, Brandon, since you are a PC in this, um, mm -hmm. could you maybe describe you uh, describe your character a little bit, maybe without giving like name or. Um, Sure. Yeah, kind of no, vibe. absolutely. I can I can very vaguely describe sort of the vibe we've got going on, especially to our audience who, you know, love me as a player so absolutely. much. And I'm sure definitely looking forward to <laughs> a welcome face. Um, I I will say that we have a party of five players um, and it is myself, uh, our dear friends, Nat and Gavin and Sammy and Rachel who are all friends. We all attended actual college together. So having the backstory of going to college together was just like a very sweet thing because these are all people I miss very dearly from my university days. Um, my character is a six foot four beefy muscle bound barbarian. So I'd say like a real Mary Sue for me. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, gosh do something different you know what i'm saying um no but it's uh i'm playing a barbarian what else can i what else can i offer i have many qualities also traits uh accomplishments and skills yeah so with uh besides Bryn's character um who you will meet very early on in the first session um that we also have a wizard um who is played by gavin we have a sorcerer who is played by Nat. Uh, we have a bard who is being played by uh, Sammy. And then we have a ranger who is being played by Rachel. Um, as well as in the first session, you will also hear a another. Um, so in the in the first episode, we feature another dear friend from college uh, whose name is Kyla. And we absolutely love her with all of our hearts. She got a job offer pretty quickly into starting to record and uh, found out that she could not commit schedule wise. Uh, and so that's sort of 
we're just to put that out there to explain how the first how the first couple episodes yeah. change. Yeah. So the the first episode but... we have we have six people um in the party and then <laughs> Shortly after, at the second episode, we only have five. Kyla was playing a rogue, um, a rogue named Trudy. We'll give that. Um, since, um, and mm. then, unfortunately, Trudy does not stay with the party very long, um, <laughs> uh, which is unfortunate. But she's still part of the story, so we're going to include her in the first episode as well as any other time that we talk about her throughout the campaign. Um but yeah, I, I'm it's the world is inspired by um, some video games that I've played and some different kind of like story hooks that I found kind of maybe through different um, like books and stuff like that. of just like, oh, I liked this. So I took it from there. And like uh, it's a much more modern take on D&D. So, for example, um since we don't really talk about this very much, but like as a wizard, instead of having a spell book, Gavin instead uses an iPad um, and scrolls through mm-hmm. his spells that way. Kind of instead of having a traditional book where you have to copy and paste uh, where you have to copy all of the spells in and stuff like that. So like the traditional magic things have been flavored a little more modern, a little, um, a little easier to connect at least for me, I feel is a little easier to connect to, to understand kind of the technology and stuff that people um, have in the world as opposed to like, well, there it's, uh, it's steampunk. And what does steampunk Absolutely. mean? Like steampunk has a whole different. Right. And some of those get so, so, so messy when you're talking about history, because even if things are mythical, you know, it's often, pretty darn obvious like yes this is mythical but it's also medieval europe or yes this is mythical but this is also you know xyz setting um this is also present day england this is you know it's literally where whatever um but that's is to say sometimes when you're talking about olden day type stuff things get really messy when people are like oh i pull out a pocket watch and you're like oh were those yeah was that yet? part of the industrial or revolution whatever. or or what whatever exactly um so i i just wanted to make it as modern as possible um so it's easy to jump in and listen to it um even if you don't necessarily know maybe every single detail about um dungeons and dragons um i also just find it more interesting <laughs> um to be able to reflavor stuff sure. like that. Um, I love, I, can I just say, I love borrowing story beats. When I first started writing, not just like D&D stuff, but writing stories, writing poetry, writing plays, writing anything I've ever written, I, I started out with the mentality of like, okay, I'm going to write something completely original like no one has literally ever seen before. Um and that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't I feel like that, that's how most thing goes. You're, um, you're like, oh, I, I'm going to write this incredibly cool thing. And then you're like, I'm the only person yeah, who's ever written up, anything like this. <laughs> I literally, I came up with an idea for a D&D campaign and I was Googling backstory and I found out that there's a fairly well-known D&D podcast that is the exact same original <laughs> plot I came up with. You know what I mean? Like, and I didn't copy them. Uh, so I think on that note it is it is really wonderful 
to instead of trying so desperately to avoid every single thing, uh, taking story beats and seeing how you could combine them with X and combine them with Y and twist them in whatever Yeah, absolutely. Ways, you know? And I definitely did that with, with this. So I've taken a bunch of monsters from different different places and um, especially the first arc kind of is definitely reminiscent mm-hmm. of some other media um, that is pretty popular. Um, but it's by itself, it stands on its own, I guess. There's more to it than just the... Um, just as a reference to something else, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. That, like, I don't think a lot of the people... I think the only person that, like, guessed what I was referencing was Sammy. Um, And... To be fair, you told me before we started. That is true, but that's besides the point. (laughs) So, would I I have gotten it? Who's Who's to say? say? But Sammy got it without knowing. Um, And maybe, maybe we'll leave that open to the audience to figure out what I'm referencing in this, especially in the first arc, but especially, yeah, it's, that's true. The arc that we are in now at time of recording has sort of very much departed. Oh from yeah. That. I'd say the arc before it too was very different. Um, so oh, I agree. Um, as it moves forward, it becomes less and less like that, but still drawing on characters and stuff that um, were from totally. that kind of original idea that I had, but I've now written a lot of pages of notes on it. So it's, it's exciting. And um, yeah, um, we also have, mm. I fully fallen in love with every single PC. Same, <laughs> you know, I adore them so much and I look forward to seeing them all the time. I really like playing against the playing against in terms of theater, not in terms of like, I'm being adversarial against you guys. Um, I really think it's fun having our, um, having the NPCs interact with the PCs. I think it's it's a blast. My f- my favorite NPCs are every single shopkeep that we've met. They're all those are all my favorite they NPCs. Are... They're all very different, but they're all for some reason that's the through line of my favorite. <laughs> they're NPCs. all characters. That's for damn sure. <laughs> they're all characters. I love them. Um, but yeah, it's I'm excited for people to finally be able to listen to it as well as, um just to start editing through it. I haven't started editing through it at all. And just to see how, how it goes, um, goes with it. So, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, ex- I have, yes. I Spire was me playing a wild magic sorcerer, which I was not particularly strong at, uh, because I don't know how to play. I didn't at the time know how to play them. And I didn't have a good grasp of, of Ben Luck and of Tides of Chaos and all those things. Um, not that I didn't have a good grasp of them. I understood them, but I rarely remembered them and all that. And now I've so firmly returned to my comfort zone of hit thing with weapon. Hey, hit thing with weapon is fun. <laughs> it's my favorite type of PC. Um, but yeah, we also have a another series that's coming out soon. It's, I guess, it's a, another season Ooh. of a series that is already well known. Mm-hmm. Um, that um, Mm -hmm. we are uh, going to be starting on a second series of Module Madness, Um, this time playing through the Curse of Strahd. Um, Strahd, 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 (laughs) And so we... I'm so excited. We have not recorded any of that yet, so we don't have any idea how that's going to go. But I... It's going to go amazing. Trust and believe. We have a great group of people um, for it. Bryn is... 
It's a smaller cast than Solari, but it, it'll honestly it'll probably be, be a little more manageable <laughs> for me. <laughs> a little more manageable for um, you, probably. And uh, I planned my PC weeks and weeks ago. I'm very excited. Yeah, about I'm, I'm excited to see what you guys do with it because it's um, and in case you don't know about Strata, it's kind of this gothic horror um that has to do with a lot of vampires and undead and all this kind of stuff and it's uh it's a really cool world um it's set in the realm of the forgotten realms um which is the kind of standard D setting but it is very fun and it's a departure from the typical like happy-go-lucky save-the-world kind of story. It's much more contained, which I am very excited about and excited to be able to play in that world a little bit more since there's a whole bunch of very iconic characters in Curse of Strahd. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait to get that one. Yeah, I've been, pre- I've been prepping for that one recently, and I'm excited for that to happen. So, like, I have the book, but I'm kind of taking different pieces of that that I like it, make making so it's better radio um, <laughs> than just having to go through every single building in a town kind of thing or, like, cutting th- a few things down that just, like, totally. you don't need to... You don't need to have a... Inter- I don't know. I You don't have to have a random encounter every single time you go out onto a path kind of thing. Um, so Absolutely. I'm I'm excited. I've been excited kind of going into it and playing around with the world as well as um, I don't even know most of the character. Like, I don't even know most of the PCs. I only know Bryn's PC so far. <laughs> um, that uh, we are joined by Bryn um, as well as two alex's um uh one (laughs) my roommates from (laughs) last year who are both named alex and but they're not the same person they're very distinctly different but they're not um yes you'll be able to tell (laughs) um but yeah i'm excited to see what characters they make i'm excited to see how you guys go about this story um because it's uh it's very open so I think one of our main gripes with um, Ice Spire was that it felt very much that you couldn't take any agency from the the text. Whereas I already just having sure. read through Strahd, I don't think that will be a problem this time around. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love that. I have a question from a fan. Sure. I'd love to hear, hear from a uh, fan. What's that fan's name? Uh-huh. <laughs> Their name is Br- Br- Brian. 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 Brian Jonas James. <laughs> Brian James. Brian James is their name, and they say, "Hey." hey. Um. So, <laughs> Solari is a bigger campaign, uh, and has a much larger group of people than just yeah. you and me. Uh. So, what did we do pre-session one? To get ready to go. Sure. Yeah. So um, besides just reaching out to people and calling them and being like, hey, do you want to be in this campaign with me? Hey, this is the first time I'm DMing anything. Do you want to be in this? Um, We all met as, I think, a couple of groups. I think it was like three groups of people, right? It was me and Bryn the entire time. And then we had like, I think, Sammy and Rachel for one time. And I think... I don't know if we ever 
Gavin. Yeah, I think I think we had kind of split it up with the two like two different groups mm-hmm. of people um, to um, kind of talk through some session zero things. Um, so if you don't know what session zero is, session zero is this um, kind of first session of the game where sometimes you can role play through different things. We didn't necessarily do that, but um, we just kind of used it to a introduce the world to all of the players. Um, so I kind of said what I said earlier um, as well as just kind of talk through any questions that they had about the world or about like what they could do with their characters and all that kind of stuff um, there. Um, but we also, I think one of the most important things that we did and Bryn, please feel free to jump in here and cut me off or whatever. Um, Stop. I'm just ah, <laughs> um, <laughs> we, uh, we talked through kind of what people didn't want to do in the campaign. Um, specifically like things that, would make them uncomfortable or um, just make them not have a good time, I guess. Yeah, no. Uh, session zero talking through role play stuff is so incredibly important, you know, because it can be it can be so overwhelming because with something like watching a movie or something, you know, triggers are there, but there's a lot more aesthetic distance. You mm-hmm. have that like, I'm watching a movie, these are other people type thing. And so role-playing is a lot more intense than just watching something happen uh, to be an active participant in it. So it's very important to get those boundaries pretty clear. For example, I am running a one-shot in like three weeks and I texted my players and I was like, okay, so we're going to talk Session Zero stuff and... For me, there's basically two schools. There's things that I straight up don't want to like hear or have anybody role play. And then there are things that I just don't want to role play. You know what I mean? Like for me, and I'm fine talking about this. Like for me, one of the things that I don't want to role play is like I'm trapped in an enclosed space and drowning type thing, like water level rising type Mm -hmm. thing, you know, those kind of mechanics. I simply can't do them. But like, if someone else was doing them and I was there, like that's totally fine. But if that's an example of like something I wouldn't want to role play. Right. Exactly. And so in our session zero, we talked about a lot of that stuff. So like one of the questions I asked was what are some limits people have while role playing? Um, and I'm not going to go through them since it was just kind of, it was kind of a private conversation between um, the players and me. Um, I don't really want to give away every, everybody's like, I don't want to play this. I don't want to, I don't want to give away people's trauma, I guess. Right. Here's Bryn's um, personal trauma. Also her <laughs> social security number. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, eight, nine. There you go. Nailed it. I thought that the skipped seven was going to trip you up, but you nailed no, it. No, I nailed I think I nailed yeah. it. Um, is it the tattoo I have of it? Is that what gave it away? Yeah, yeah. It's the tramp stamp. <laughs> it's, the, it's the tramp stamp. This um, is not a joke, though. One time I was in college and I was doing a production and I got eight. I had somebody in like uh, the kind of marker that doesn't rub off wrote eight zero zero eight one five as a tramp stamp on me in huge numbers so that my mm-hmm. lower back said boobies in permanent <laughs> marker for like two weeks. So that's a real that. story is that in two college, weeks, that's so yeah, long. This was not like Sharpie. Oh, this no. was like skins. This was like temporary tattoo pen. That's crazy. <laughs> 
Yeah, two weeks is an exaggeration. I'd say the ghost of it was there for a long time, but like, yeah, it was definitely there for a while. It I was just boobies whispering tattoo. boobies because I had to reapply <laughs> it for shows, right? Oh, sure. So. But yeah, so some of the things we asked in session zero, um, I'll just kind of go through like the light housekeeping list that I, I kind of read to people. So I first asked for people's character sheets um, so that I could see them and kind of understand who we were playing with. So and then I kind of just asked people to like introduce their characters a little bit to the rest of the group that was there with them. Um, just so that other people had an idea of the character they're playing, not just me um, looking at their um, looking at their character sheet. Um, as well as I introduced a mechanic in here that everybody gets a, I guess it's not really a mechanic, but that, um, just a little, I guess, boon to all of the players is that, um, everybody gets a common magical item that, um, can be reskinned to fit the character a little bit better. Um, and Brynn, I don't know if you want to talk about yours, um, as an example, you can, if you want to, um, otherwise we can keep that secret. Uh, yeah, I have a teddy bear that is attached to my backpack at all times. And in that teddy bear, Prolong West is one charge of Tasha's hideous laughter. Yes, and it's very... Um, I The reason I gave it to, to Brynn was because... Didn't you roll something on your character sheet that was like, I get a magical item and none of them were really all that good? Yep, that is exactly what happened. I and then... I, so, um... I don't, are we saying PC names? Or are we saving that for tomorrow? Uh, we'll save that. Or save that for next time, I should say. Uh, yeah. So I built when I was building this character, I built her pretty darn out of the book. Um, so I did a lot of the ha- when establishing things like finances and items and stuff. I did it pretty out of the player's handbook. But uh, one of the things that I rolled as part of my history thing was that I had a magic item and. They were all pretty lame. Yeah. Um, so, and and I I think we had had a discussion earlier that it was just like, you really liked the spell Tasha's Hideous Laughter, right? Yeah. That's um, like one of my favorite spells. Um, so I was like, well, why don't we just make a little, I think like a talking doll is like the item we based it off of. But instead it, of like. Yeah. It is skinned on talking doll. Uh, I don't know if we're allowed to say brand names. Can I say a brand name? Sure. Yeah, it's like uh, talking doll reskin to be a build a bear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that I just thought was more fun um, to have the Tasha's hideous laughter in it instead of the talking doll that can speak a weird phrase on a very certain trigger and stuff like that. I was like, well, no, no, no. Let's make it actually useful in battle or actually useful in role play. Um, and then. I didn't want to be unfair and only give that to Brynn. So I kind of then gave that to everybody else. Um, everybody else also has an item that they can use um, for kind of their character. I don't, the only, I can only remember two off of the top of my head, but. Um, I should, I mean, Nat has their. Nat's eight char- ball. Yeah. Nat's character has their eight ball, um, which is. As it sounds, a magic eight ball. Yeah, gives um, maybe some guidance every once in a while. What um, do the other PCs have? I know Rachel has a compass. It's mm. kind of like a compass that will help you. Get, I think like it gives advantage on a like 
nature check to find out where you're going kind of thing. Mm. Um, I think we've only used once. <laughs> um, I mean, I haven't used my teddy bear very much at all. Yeah, yeah. I I believe I believe Sammy has a I want to say instrument can use one ca- uh like has one charge of cure wounds because we had no healers in our party and right. um we have used that I think a couple of times. <laughs> um mm-hmm. I can't remember what Gavin's is off the top of my head. It might be like a quill, it might be like a magic quill. Um, Gavin lacking on the item. Other than that, I'm trying to remember what I don't. I don't know if I ever established what um, Trudy had with Kyla, but um, unfortunately, that doesn't really matter. <laughs> no, yeah, um, we're good. <laughs> she's not in it very much, so. Um, but yeah, every, everybody got a item like that, and I thought it was just. I thought it was fun because it it makes first level at least a little more bearable because i yeah, don't first think I, level in D D is pretty stinky yeah and i don't think i realized how bad it was going to be until we started playing and i was like oh you guys are weak <laughs> you guys are weak little guys <laughs> um so then i um i think i I've, I've become a little nicer about leveling up um since that point but um, I also I got so used to operating my beefy and beloved Solari PC that I've just now built my Strahd PC, uh, who I love but is so is so weak. Oh, Those hit yeah. points are ridiculous. Yeah, well, you're playing a sorcerer, right? Oh, we talking class, baby? We talking I'm already, class. We're starting Strahd at level three, and I'm already multi-classed. Hey. But there's okay. reason for it. <laughs> but there's a reason for it that people will see. But yeah. Very quickly see. Or maybe won't. I am Yeah. I am two levels of sorcerer. Yeah. So that is where the weak piece the weak uh HP comes from. But yeah, it's um I think I kind of learned my lesson on characters. Um realizing that first and second level kind of suck for most of the classes, and then third level is usually pretty good. Unless you're like a cleric or a sorcerer or I guess druids get it at second level and wizards get it at second level. But like all of the other classes get a, get your subclasses at third level. So it's like mm. it doesn't seem all that fun. Um, but yeah, other than mm. that, um, I also asked if everybody was okay with us recording the game. Um, that was really important to me that I wasn't just like, well, obviously like recording it and then posting it without their permission. Um, but then I also asked what people, like what kind of expectations that they had coming into the game. Um, and so that was where we kind of talked about whether people wanted to focus more on combat or on role-playing or on kind of storytelling with your backstory and all that kind of stuff. And I think people really kind of focused at least at this point, our campaign feels pretty roleplay heavy. Um, we go into combat often, but it's not... I'm giving you harder combats as opposed to more combats. Right. That's something that surprised me so much when I started playing from the book D&D or reading. Because I've only played some from the book D&D. I've, also, I've read more than I've done. But I am so 
used to, as someone who enjoys listening to actual play and playing homebrews, I am so used to big combat, like one or max two larger combat before a long rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is not the case. And from the book, they'll be like, all right, there's four wolves here. And you keep pushing, and then there's a mimic there, and you keep pushing, and the, you know what I mean? And it just sort of keeps going, and it, it is a marathon, you know? Yeah, it's an onslaught of enemies from the start of the dungeon to the end of the dungeon. and Totally. And action economy becomes so much more, or not even action, but like, you know, if you're playing a spellcaster, like spell economy yeah becomes something that is completely different to manage it's crazy. yeah or even like a bard for example of like a bard oh, having sure. to give out um having to give out uh bardic inspiration you're kind of gambling that in these certain battles and stuff like that because absolutely like, paladins and their lay on hands right. and all that stuff yeah and it's i find it much more fun to have less combat and be able to use your uh, magic and your abilities to their biggest and best kind of dramatic moments in um, in a larger combat. So like instead of having a, a billion enemies that you fight all in a row, I'd rather do you fight a billion enemies in one battle kind of thing. <laughs> um, oh yeah, because then you're you like you're beating the big bad, let's say of the the main boss of this area right you're beating that big boss Mm -hmm. with your highest level spells or like you're using everything you've got to fight against this big guy um as opposed to being like well shit i got nothing left i guess i'm gonna use firebolt because it's a cantrip and that's the only thing i can do um totally and so I, I've never really enjoyed that part of D&D. So I was like, well, let's just do big battles um, instead of a bunch of little tiny ones. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as a barbarian, I definitely appreciate that because, you know, once you fight once and you... I'm playing a berserker barbarian. Backstory. I'm playing a berserker barbarian. Once you frenzy once, if you have to go into role play after that, you have disadvantage on like everything. Yeah. You know, like all ability checks. Yeah, and then at like two levels of exhaustion, your movements halved. Yeah, so if you go back into combat for a second round of combat, yeah, you can Oof. you can hardly move. But it's a dramatic moment to go into a, a frenzy for sure. But yeah, and then I think the only other thing that we kind of talked about in our session zero, just to get back on the plot, um, <laughs> is that um, we talked kind of like what people wanted to be in the game of like how we wanted to play the game of like our shenanigans. Okay. And everybody was like, yes, shenanigans are absolutely okay. <laughs> Imagine if you did a session zero and somebody was like, no shenanigans. I don't know what I do. Yeah. I mean, I think obviously everyone allows shenanigans, but there are definitely like people who are pro and anti like rule of cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like shenanigans aren't a particularly divisive thing. Everyone loves a good shenanigan. Um, but a lot of people really don't care for rule of cool. Yeah. And I which I get. I, I don't think I'm that way. I'm much more willing to allow people to do no, what I they want to do. No, I think I think you are too. I've I have straight up just, you know, on TikTok and whatever, you hear people say straight up they're like I don't like rule of cool. Please follow the rules that are in the book cuz then it's fair. Yeah. 
which I, I don't know. I, I'm always the type of PC to then ask and be like, you can tell me no if this doesn't work. <laughs> oh, sure. Um, and I've often been told no. <laughs> um, but it's, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's fun. And I, I think Solari will be a big departure from the Ice Spire, but I think it's a, a departure in the right direction, kind of. Oh, totally. Um, I think it's excellent. I am... I love. I always have so much fun when we're there. I think it just keeps getting better and better as we play more and more. And also, as I get I become just a better DM, I'm was like the first session. Of well, we're Solari. also falling in. Yeah, we're also falling into our, you know, our stuff as players as well, and falling into our party and falling into our characters. Yeah. But no, sorry. Continue. Oh, I was just gonna you. say that I um, like the first session of Solari was the first session I had DM'd. I think ever. Um, so it's mm-hmm. a little rough. It definitely is a little rough at the start of it, but I think by the time, I mean like by now we're episode 10 or 11 or something like that. Um, it definitely, I definitely feel much more comfortable and much more at ease doing this kind of stuff. So I'm, um, hopefully it's exciting to see where it grows from here, I guess. <laughs> I'm excited. Hell yeah. I should text in the group to see when we're playing next. Anyways, do we have anything else to say about Solari? Oh, I don't think so. And I don't really want to give too much away about Strahd since you haven't played anything with it yet. Um, Mm -mm. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, Bryn, you're the host. Sorry, I was taking your host thing away. That's okay. You're a natural host. That is true. I do host a lot of things. (laughs) You host a lot of things. And I play a lot of things. And thank you so much for listening to our little talk back, our little presentation, our little announcement. This is a business presentation. I hope you were taking notes. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I have to put my PowerPoint. Sorry, hang on. Let me just pull the screen back up. Yeah. Oh, uh, it get slammed back down. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. Ah. Oh, my papers. <laughs> oh. Um, I slipped. Oh, I fell on my ass. No, but thank you. Uh, um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we do have, if you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at clickbait cauldrons. Um, no space and mm. no and in the middle of there. Um, Brian, where can they follow you on uh, socials and stuff if they want to follow you? Sure. Uh, my name is Bryn. B-R-Y-N-N Jones. And if you honestly just search that, you'll find me. I'm Bryn M. Jones on Instagram. Bryn Jones on TikTok. I'm around. If you search my name, you'll find me. Yeah. And if you want to follow me. Not verified. Not yet. But maybe. If you know somebody, get at me. (laughs) Um, And then I I am MLCoat13 at all on all of my social media. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, uh, TikTok, Twitter, um, wherever. I never post on TikTok. Girl, me neither. I never post on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Instagram's probably better. Yeah. Oh, we also have a TikTok now. Um, it's Clickbait and Cauldron. Oh, yeah. We have a TikTok um, now. We're going to be posting like episode highlights on there. Um, yeah. Other than that, I don't have anything else to say. I love you. Mwah. Bye. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>